here we go. Here we go, you guys. We're back. Chrome Dome Radio, episode 58, I thank you for tuning in. Uh, if you're watching the video, don't forget, you could listen in your car on Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play, and all the all the podcast things, because this is a podcast, and, and a lot of people listen to podcasts in their car. And you could listen to podcasts in other places, but podcasts is a lot of, a lot of oftentimes podcasts is in car. Speaking of car, I got an awesome story to tell you guys. I have, dude, I got a really cool story to tell you guys. And, uh, all right, I'll just ruin the ending. I bought back my old high school car. Yeah, so that, here's this, here's the story about how I bought back my old high school car. Remember, remember a couple episodes ago, I was making fun of, I was making fun of the people who, who, um, they always talk about their high school car. They're like, man, I wish I still had that car. That was me. I was that guy. That's where I got that idea from. Because I'd always be like, man, I wish I still had that car. And now, guess what, guys? I have that car. So... My old high school car was uh, an, a 1991 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am with T-tops, gunmetal gray, snowflake rims, V8, and dual exhaust. And I loved that car so very much, but I had to sell it like I don't know, like 10 or 11 years ago, right? So um, this car meant a lot to me. I, uh, you know, I worked on it a lot. I went to a lot of car shows with it. And, uh, you know, and, and so so what happened was I was, uh, I got the other Trans Am in the garage, right? Which is like a second generation to 1981. And I think I was saying, I might have been saying on the podcast a couple episodes ago, but I was saying how I was getting really close to getting it finished. And so I bolted up the transmission, and I was rolling it around in the driveway, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to be able to drive the Trans Am really soon. I should buy new wheels for it and new tires and things. So I went on to Facebook Marketplaces, which I really never do. In fact, I didn't even know Facebook Marketplaces existed until, like, a couple months ago. So I went on Facebook Marketplaces to find uh, special Snowflake fancy rims for my second-generation Firebird. And... I came across a picture of a very familiar looking car. And I was like, that's my car. That's my 1991 Pontiac Firebird Trans Am with T-Tops Gunmetal Gray V8 dual exhaust. I recognize that car. That's my car. So I leaned over to my wife and I showed her the picture and she hadn't seen the car before. But she was like, really? How do you know? And I was like, I can tell. Off of one picture. One picture like that was from an angle, like almost behind the car. But I could tell that it was my car because I put on like these these uh, Trans Am emblems that were off of a newer Trans Am. And I put it on my car to be cool, as one does. And it added 10 horsepower. And I was like, I did that. I did that. I'm the only one who knows. I'm the only one in the world who did that. I know I'm the only one in the world who did that. So, <laughs> so I was like, that's my car. So anyway, I tell my brother, and he gets so stoked. He's like, dude, I think that's your car. And I was like, dude, I think that's my car. So, <laughs> so I, I messaged the guy 
and he doesn't respond to me. First of all, I should make it clear, he's not selling the car, he's selling the wheels. Right? So, the car's not for sale. Oh, I should also mention, I was thrown for, uh, thrown for a loop a little bit. He had it listed, so he was listing the wheels as off of a 1992 Trans Am with a 350 motor. But mine, of course, is a 1991 Trans Am with a 305 motor. Both V8s, but different. And I was like, the dude's wrong. That's how, that's how sure I was in what I was saying. I was so sure that it was my car that I was like, the dude who currently owns it is wrong. Right? So, um... I message the guy, he doesn't respond to me, but my brother gets so excited, he's like, I'm going to message him too. So he messages him on Facebook, and the guy um, responds to him, which was strange, but I didn't want to overload the guy and have too many people messaging him at once, like, hey, you tell me about your car, dude. So uh, I let my brother handle all the communications with this guy, and my brother's like, tell me about the car and again he's like it's a 92 it's a 350 you know it's this and that and whatever and then he sent more pictures and when he sent more pictures and is is really the moment when i became 99 percent sure that it was my car because there were little little things here and there like a little bend like a little dent or or a tear in the leather of the seat or you know this or that where i was like i did that <laughs> I did that, right? So, um, so yeah. So I'm like, dude, I, like I'm so convinced. I'm I'm positive. I'm like that is my car. That he thinks is something different, but I know that's my car. <laughs> so um, I got a I got a, a person. I got a guy. Hey, hey, I got a guy, who has the ability to run VIN numbers. And I said, hey, guy, um, I'm going to give you a VIN number. And you can secretly tell me if the name matches the person that we're talking to. And sure did. He's like, yeah, dude, that's the VIN. That's your car. Let me tell you something, man. I couldn't sleep for like two days after we 100% confirmed that it was my car. I was so, so excited. Like, I haven't been that excited about really anything like that in a long time. Because it's not like the type of excited where you're like, oh, we're going to go on vacation. Like, I feel like I was getting some of my like childhood back, even though I was an adult when I had it. But, like, it felt like a piece of me was returning. And I was like, I'm going to get it. So, over the course of the next week or so, my brother kept, you know, going back and forth with the, with the guy. And he didn't want to sell. He was like, you know, first at first he sounded like he was going to sell. And then he didn't want to sell it. So, I was like, yo, let's just come clean. And to, so what we, what we were doing, the strategy was don't tell him that I think it's my old car. Don't tell him because then he's going to, you know, bump the price up. So we didn't. But then when he said he's not selling, that he wants to keep the car, 
I was like, yo, we just said, let's just come clean. Let's just tell him that that's my car. <laughs> All right. That's, I, I think that's my car. And, uh, and we did that. And the guy seemed kind of excited by it. Cause you know, that's like, that's like, uh, that's like a classic story when somebody could find like their old car. Even though only like 10 years went by, but still 10 years is a long time. A lot can happen to a car in 10 years. So he says, uh, you know, give me the VIN number. I'll go, I'll go see if it matches. And he goes outside and comes back and he goes, yep, it's your car, dude. So, uh, we arrange a meeting and I go out to see it and, uh, you know, I make an offer and I get my car back, man. I got my car back, man. Old Samantha. That's what I call her. And I'm like, so now it, it's so funny because I'm right. Because, you know, I already have the one Trans Hey, what's better than one Trans Am? Two Trans Ams. So now I got two Trans Ams in the garage. And, you know, to commemorate the occasion, I've been drinking boatloads of Mountain Dew. Because that's what you do when you have a Trans Am. You drink Mountain Dew. So when you have two Trans Ams, you drink too many Mountain Dews. Well, not Mountain... Okay, you got you guys know how I roll. You guys know how I do the Zevia. I got Mountain Zevia. <laughs> hey, Zevia. Sponsor? Huh? I mean, I'm constantly drinking this stuff on this uh, podcast. I'm pretty sure, actually, you guys should try this. I think if you type Zevia into YouTube, my video pops up first. I think so. It's got a few thousand hits. Man, I got like the hiccups. Slash, not the hiccups. Why did I say the hiccups? The sniffles. So I'm trying to not do that into the microphone. That's why I keep turning my head. And then I go... And then you don't hear it, sort of. So, you know what? Do you guys, do you remember that commercial? Do you remember the Mountain Dew Trans Am commercial? Oh, okay. Yo, you have to remember, if you're my age, you remember this. It was like the early 2000s. There was a Pontiac Trans Am, I keep saying Trans Am commercial. It was actually a Mountain Dew commercial, but the highlight of the whole commercial was the Trans Am. It was one of those like uh, Smokey and the Bandit, T-Top, black and gold Trans Ams. And, uh, and the dude who was driving it forgot his Mountain Dew back at the gas station. Whoops. He left it on another car. Oops. Because that's what I do with my Mountain Dew when I leave a gas station. I put it on another car. So he has to go get it. And what he does is he goes back really fast in his super cool Trans Am, and then he flips it. And in midair, he grabs the Mountain Dew, and then he chugs it while upside down. Not even chugs it. He somehow defies the laws of gravity and pours it into his mouth while he's upside down, which would mean he's literally like this way and pouring it, which doesn't make any sense. And then he safely lands, uh, you know, very well. Uh, and nothing, there's no damage to the car, and then it's Channing Tatum. Huh? Huh? Yeah, and then it's Channing Tatum. Oh, you didn't remember that, did you? 
Ha ha! It's Channing Tatum. That commercial. Watch this. I'm gonna just play the commercial. <clears throat> This is Channing Tatum. What's up? <laughs> forgot my due. He forgot his due. Oh, man. <clears throat> Mountain Dew just sitting on the, you know, on the back of the car. He's left it there. Oh, it's gonna play an alt. It's gonna play one of those 2000s alt rock songs. I'm gonna have to mute it so I don't get dinged. Here it is, though. He he grabs the Mountain Dew, and he chugs it upside down, and then he lands. And, and then it's Channing Tatum. The, <laughs> the laugh at the end. <laughs> What was it that laugh at the end though? <laughs> do the do. Yo, at the beginning though, when he's like, I forgot my do. What's up? Forgot my do. Oh, forgot my do. Dude, that's why he was so fucking hot. Because he forgot his due. Dude. And and then the girls slip all over the floor. He's like, I forgot my due. And then the girls slip on the floor. <laughs> I forgot my due. Whoop! Forgot my due. Dude, so yeah, so anyway. <laughs> the, uh, so then, yeah, I, I don't drink Mountain Dew like I used to. Uh, I used to drink a lot of Mountain Dew when I was a young, a young lad driving Firebirds. And now I'm an old lad drink, driving Firebirds. I'm not old, dude. I'm young as, dude, I'm young as hell, though. I'm so young. But my taste has definitely matured. And now I drink Mountain Zeviac because it's naturally flavored and there's no sugar, no no artificial sweeteners, and it's a non-GMO product, non-GMO project certified. Zevia. Uh, sponsor? I would, I would, see, I wouldn't take a sponsorship from, from anybody, but I'd take it from Zevia because I actually like their shit. Cause it's good for me. Oh man! So now I have uh, two cars in the garage, two Firebirds in the garage, slash the bird cage. That's what I'm gonna call my garage. The bird cage, dude. Um, I don't know if I ever explained my with why I like Firebirds so much. When I was a kid, well, okay, there's three reasons, one big one. So, when I was a kid, 
the coolest, the coolest television program was Knight Rider. Yeah? So, there's that. And then, excuse me, I was also a big fan of Smoking the Bandit. And then, of course, probably the biggest reason is my, my dad had a Firebird. And he had it sitting in my grandmother's garage for years. And whenever we went over there, I'd be like, Daddy, can I see the car now? Can I go see the car? And he'd be like, sure, son. We can go see the car. And I'd be like, yay! So we'd go down to the garage. And he'd take, he had it covered in a blanket. And he'd open the garage up. And he'd he'd pull the blanket off the nose of the car. And I'd be like, wow! Is it fast? And he'd say, it's the fastest car in the world. And I'd be like, I want a firebird. I want a firebird. So. And then, yeah, actually, I, I really liked. So my first car was a Camaro, but it, I really wanted the firebird, even when I had the Camaro. And uh, the way I found the, the firebird the first time, the first time, was on eBay. Of all things. I was, it was like senior year of high school. And uh, I was uh, cruising the eBay. As one does. And I found it. And it was in New Jersey. And it was owned by like a cop. Or something. And uh, you know before I bid on it. I wanted to go see it. So I drove all the way out to New Jersey. And I looked at the car. And it was in the garage, and it was so clean and so beautiful. And then I won the bid on eBay, and the rest is history. We should watch. Let's watch what's one of the 80s, 1980s Firebird commercial. Oh, this looks, this looks crisp. Let's watch this. that lets you slip off the commonplace and experience driving excitement as never before. The Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Sit here and learn firsthand how Firebird conquers the wind and the world. Pontiac. Oh my god, dude, that commercial freaking shreds. What? That was the best car commercial ever made. That was the best car commercial ever made. Look at that. Dude, this is not only the best car commercial ever made. This is the most 80s commercial made at, at all. The car to conquer the wind. Uh, <laughs> look at the diagram. A car that lets you slip off the commonplace. And look at that. Oh, the flip up headlights? Oh, you know what though? Hang on. Were those the Night Rider? We they're they're trying to make this look like Night Rider. That's what it is. You know what it is? Night Rider was probably already out. Yeah, nineteen eighty two. You could take Night Rider for this commercial. The Pontiac Firebird Trans Am. Sit here. 
Bernard learn firsthand how Firebird conquers the wind and the world. Dude, look at how look at how 80s that is though. Like the Tron glowy lights. God, dude. Dude, how does everything from the 80s just shred? The music, even the commercials just shred. Because you know why, man? They, they just knew how to do it. They just knew how to do the things. They knew how to do all the things. Dude, this is probably a really good 90s Firebird commercial. I'm just going to type Firebird commercial and see what comes up. If, so if, let's see if they remain consistent. So that was the most 80s thing I've ever seen. And of course, it doesn't let me pause it. Let's see if this is the most 90s thing. Voice? After a hard day's work, you've just got to find a place to unwind. And for that job, there's no better car than the new Trans Am. No better job than the new it Trans Am. From one of the best, and while its family bloodlines are strong, its technology is thoroughly modern. For proof, look how it delivers the ultimate power trip. It's with the all-new LS1 V8. This all-aluminum engine puts out 305 horsepower in standard... Oh, this is more like an infomercial. ...with the available free-breathing WS6 Ram Air package. You won't find... Okay. That'll be enough of that now, sir. That was a pretty hot-looking ride. Dude, you know what... It's it's muscle cars, man. Dudes just love muscle cars. Boys will be boys. Boys will be boys. My dog will bark. Is it annoying? Sure. But we're going to get through this. We're going to get through the dog barking together. Because we're dudes. I'm a dude. He's a dude. She's a dude. We're all dudes. Speaking of dudes, speaking of, <laughs> this has nothing to do with cars. Did you hear about the uh, the girl somewhere? Because I don't remember where. Because I probably should have read the story before I even brought it up. But I'm not gonna look it up because I'm just gonna. I'm just here's what I'm gonna do. I'm just gonna say what I think happened because I think what I'm gonna say is true. I'm gonna say what I think happened because I think what I'm gonna say is true. Huh? Okay, so this this uh I think it was a student in college somewhere. She designed the chair that will prevent man spreading. You know when dudes sit with their legs apart 
That's known as manspreading. So she designed a chair to prevent that from happening. And it doesn't look comfortable. And when you sit in it, you look bitch. When you sit in it, your voice goes up an octave. Because your nuts are crunched. Your nuts are crunched. It's a nut cruncher chair. And uh, not only not only does it put you in an awkward seated position, but uh, it's a bad design. If you notice the, if you go, if you look it up, the back of the chair is too short. There's no place to lean back on it. It's more like a stool. You know what it is? It's a it's a stool, more than it's a chair. And uh, and it, may, it makes your voice go like this. And then you know you you just live your life like this because your nuts are crunched. Dude. See this is the, this that's just a silly thing happening right now, man. That's a silly thing that you designed the chair to prevent man spreading. You know what? No, I take it back. You know what? I'm with you. I'm with you, lady student. Because here's why. Everybody in the world is concerned with things like the earth warming to the point of not being able to sustain human life. Ha! Huh. They're worried about CO2 emissions. But you know what? They, they're worried about the impending financial crisis. Or worried about a mass blackout, a complete failure of the grid. But I'm with you. Because if there's one thing on this planet that we should spend our time fixing, it's the way men sit on chairs. Because I don't like it. And I, did I spill water on myself? I sure did. I sure did spill water on myself and the table. But I do, I'm going to be able to sleep better tonight knowing that there will be less men manspreading while they sit down. Dude, so much goes through your, when, when, oh boy. Was that a problem that we had to fix? Is there a problem with that? Dude, how fucking nitpicky do you have to be? To worry about how somebody sits. Right though? How they sit on a chair.
Dude, if they're worried about that, could you imagine all the other crap they're probably worried about? Oh, you know. You know, that's so stupid that I bet there's even feminists out there that are just like, I, I bet there's feminists out there right now who heard about this and they even went, Pfft. There's degrees of, of feminism, right? Like, that's the elitist feminism. Because there's the, there's the feminism that everybody agrees with. Everybody believes in equality. Right? Right? But then there's the feminism that wants to tell you how to sit on your chair. By the way, if you look at the design too, if you look at the chair, I mean, I'm one of those cool dudes, man. I'll sit on a chair backwards and then look at the position you'll be in. It's like a V-shape. It's actually the perfect chair to sit on backwards. It's actually, it'll help you sit backwards. And then you're in a man-spreading position. What the hell is that? What is man-spreading? <laughs> I didn't even know. Oh, oh. Oh, speaking about not knowing things. Uh, this is related back to the Firebird. I was telling my coworkers that I got got the old firebird back. And uh, one of my coworkers was telling me that he once thought he saw his old high school car in a music video. And I said, oh, yeah, what music video is that? And he said, Desposito. And I said, eh? is that a is that an artist or is that a song? And he looked at me like I had uh, three heads. Like this. Like he looked at me like this. He went. Like it was painful to look at me. You know how like when you when you, you, you say something really dumb and then the person very, very clearly lets you know because they look at you like this. They go. Like it like it hurt them. Like it. So I said, is that an artist or is that a song? And he went, so that didn't answer my question, though. So he said, are you serious? That's when it gets worse. Then it's worse because first he made, and then he goes, are you serious? And then what do you say? What do you say? Of I said it. It came out of my mouth. I expected you to answer, to respond, but your response was then yet another question. So then, what do I say? I say what everybody else says. As a heart attack. <sighs> Are you serious? As a heart attack. So, somebody overhears this conversation and they go, whoa, 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 dude, you never heard of Desposito? And I was like, no. And I still don't know if it's a song or an artiste. Well, it's a song. It's a song. 
Okay, so they proceed to tell me that I am a fool, and it was one of the biggest, most popular songs of 2018. Little do they know, the more they say, the prouder I'm getting of myself. Because I legitimately don't know what they're talking about. I've never heard it before. And then I say, you know what, maybe it's going to sound familiar, because I hear things. I know pop music, some Pop music just happens. Dude, everybody hears pop music. Because pop music just happens. It's like cicadas at night. Or, or it's like the, like the crickets at night. You just you, you hear it. Because it, it's just there. Like frogs. You hear frogs. And you hear birds chirping. And you hear pop music. So I know pop music. So. They play the song. And of all the bells that I have, because I have a whole collection of bells, it rang none of them. It didn't ring a single one of my bells. So I said, sorry, guys. Not ringing a bell. And they made fun of me. And they bullied me. So I took a survey, because that's what you do when you don't know how to defend yourself. You get you, you seek out other people to, to justify you, to help, right? So I went, hey, other coworker, have you ever heard of Despazito? And what does he say? Huh? He gave me the same look that my other coworker didn't give uh, gave me when I didn't know it. So now I've got the look twice. You ever heard of Desposito? Like it like I hurt him asking him the question of Desposito. Am I saying it right, Despacito? Whatever, dude. I don't care. And no, he never heard of it. In fact, of the people that I surveyed. Half. It was a small sample. It was four. Two of them had heard of it. Two of them had not. First of all, it's not even in English. All right? It is kind of amazing. Did I burp into the microphone? Yeah. Because I'm showing you guys enough respect to say this is me. This is the real me. And sometimes the real me burps into the microphone. The, Despaci the Despacito? Uh, it's not in English. It's in Espanol. So I don't understand how it's so popular. By the way, it has six, six point bad to the bone billion. 6.3 billion views. How many humans are on Earth? That's almost one for each human on Earth. So, yeah, it's a popular video. But I don't know how the hell they know it. Oh, that's what they said. They said, uh, they said it won a Grammy. Huh. Hey, look at me. Do I look like I watch the Grammys? I have no idea. 
who wins what Grammy and when. I don't know what's happening with the music industry because I don't care. Okay? I got the music that I like and I listen to that. Okay? I don't know if you guys can hear that, but my dog's throwing a fit. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's chilling. Hit me. He's wearing a cone right now because he was a bad boy and he chewed his butt. You know how he's funny looking with his cone on? Because he's, he, he like, he's a very high energy dog, but his cone makes him sad. So he makes sad puppy dog eyes. Like he wants me to take it off of him all the time. But, and then I say, no, I can't take it off because you're silly and you bite your butt. I say it like that to him. I'm like, you're silly and you bite your butt. And he, he bit the hell out of his butt because he had like a hot spot. So now he's wearing a cone. And that's what you get when you bite your butt too much. You wear a cone. Could you imagine if we did that to humans? There was a, wait, there was a skit. Oh, what was that from? Oh, no, no, I can't remember. I think there was a skit on, like, Mad TV or SNL or something like that where they had a human wearing a cone. (laughs) So, yeah. So, he's upstairs barking around now because he probably wants to get my attention so I can go up there and take his cone off. But I'm not going to do it because then he's going to bite his butt. And I don't want to bite his butt because then he has to go to the doctor. Even though he doesn't like the doctor. So this is a fun Firebird filled episode. Let's see what else is on here. Firebird. Firebird commercial. Dude, is this show getting freaking better or what? <laughs> oh, you guys are sticking around. I mean, if you're... Dude, you know what? You know what? Screw it. Right? Because if you're still around, you must be having a good time. So let's hang out. That's what we're going to start doing with the show. We're just hanging out. It's you, it's me, and we're chilling. We're chilling, guys. Drinking a ton of water. And hanging out. You know, one of the ideas I want to get back to, because we were doing it at the beginning... You know, eventually, if this if if we grow, if we grow, if we get any bigger, I'd like to start going live again, and uh, hopefully get a few people in on the chat as I'm recording, because then we could do fun things and we could have like live comments and and stuff. I like I I like the idea of that because then everybody's participating. But uh, you know, we're baby sized now, and to be honest with you, it's a kind of a kind of a pain in the dick hole to uh stream live not really it's not terrible but when you run into issues it sucks when you're live because then you're like bill o'reilly and you're like fuck it we'll do it live remember when he did that remember when bill o'reilly was like fuck it we'll do it live bill o'reilly we do it live And, and what do you do, YouTube? What do you do, YouTube? You play the, 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 the video I've already watched. Why did you do that? And that is it for us today. It's, yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it.
All right, go, go. And five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Huh, he's getting, he's, he's getting mad. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a, I can't do it. Yeah, but why can't you do it? You're a professional. I don't know what he's trying to do. But why can't you do it? Because I think all you're trying to say is, that's all for today. We'll see. You. No, what does he say? This is a no-spin zone. We'll see you next time. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. <laughs> do it live. I can I'll write it and we'll do it live. <laughs> thing sucks. Because they get so used to using the teleprompter, and then it probably went out. It was probably blinking. Maybe it was just showing the sign of a butt. <laughs> and he was like, I don't want to see a butt. We'll do it live. We'll do it live. Dude, it's so funny when... It's so funny when you find, like, old footage of a celebrity now. Right? Like, somebody who's famous now, and then you go back into the archives, and you're like, yo, remember when they did that? Like, remember when, remember when, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger was in that documentary Pump, and he was saying how, <laughs> he was saying how working out was like, uh, it's as, it's as satisfying as coming for me. It's as satisfying as coming for me. It's like I'm always coming. Yeah, and then he says something like, when I'm at the store, when I'm on the elevator, I'm always coming. Dude, I swear to God, he's like talking to me. <laughs> when I'm at the movies, he's like, he's saying, hang on, let's just watch it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, here it is. Dude, he's a, look at him. Oh my god, he's a massive, he's a massive, he's a massive man. Jesus. The greatest feeling you can get in a gym, or the most satisfying feeling you can get in a gym, is the pump. Let's say you train your biceps, blood is rushing into your muscles, and that's what we call the oh, pump. Fresh off the boat, your muscles though. get a really tight feeling, like your skin is going to explode any minute. You know, it's really tight. It's like somebody blowing air into into your muscle. It just blows up, and it feels different. It feels fantastic. The music. It's as satisfying to me as uh, coming is. You know, as uh, having sex with a woman and coming. <laughs> So can you believe how much I am in heaven? I'm like uh, getting the feeling of coming in the gym. I'm getting the feeling of coming at home. I'm getting the feeling of coming backstage when I pump up, when I pose out in front of 5,000 people. I get the same feeling. So I'm coming day and night. I mean, <laughs> Dude, so not only does he say you're coming day and night, not only does he say it, but then he clarifies. It's like making love with a woman and then coming. It's like coming for me, you know. It's like coming when you make a love with a woman, and then it's like coming. 
because we didn't know. Because thank you for clarifying. Because we didn't know before you clarified exactly what you meant. It's like coming for me. You know when you make love with the woman, and then you come. When I'm at home, when I'm on the elevator, when I'm dressed as Mr. Freeze. When I'm dressed as Mr. Freeze, it's like coming for me. When I... <laughs> I'm coming day and night. When I'm dressed as Mr. Freeze, it's like coming for me. Cool it. What killed the dinosaurs? The calm age! Oh, man. What does he say after this? It's terrific, it, right? It's terrific. <laughs> so, you know, I'm in heaven. <laughs> it's as satisfying as coming for me. Yeah, you got it, Arnie. You got How did we get here? <laughs> what the fuck? What? Dude, we was we was talking about Kaz, and then uh, and then we was talking about coming. I think that's it, guys. I think that's uh, I think that's where we're gonna call it. Is that annoying? And you hear the it's like ASMR. You know that's what this that's another thing that this show can do. It's like hanging out and ASMR. Because there's nothing kinky about ASMR, right, guys? Right, right, right. There's there's nothing kinky about ASMR. It's not an erotic thing. Right, it's it's not an erotic thing. It's something that just soothes you. And it calms you down. And that's why you listen to ASMR. It just very coincidentally just happens to be created by ridiculously attractive females. But it's really about the soothing sounds and nothing to do with the fact that it doesn't make sense that they also make YouTube videos starring very attractive, beautiful females. As long as it's about the soft, soft tones. It's not about the eroticism or the kinkiness. Right? It's not a... It's not a turn on. It's just to soothe you because you suffer from anxiety. And perhaps a little bit of depression. So it soothes you and is in no way erotic for you. Almost choked. <coughs> <Yeah>, that's <coughs> oh god. <coughs> yeah, dude, that's what they need. They need. <coughs> oh my god, I really did just choke on water. Do they need like redneck ASMR? Where it's like it's just a trucker, dude. Trucker ASMR. He's just like, hey y'all, hey y'all. Check out this new cool sound I learned to make. 
This is Trucker ASMR. Thanks for tuning in. Alright. I'm falling apart. Falling apart. It's time to get let's go. Let's get let's get, let's get out of here. Yo yeah. Thaz, thanks for tuning in. I'll see you next time. Uh remember you could follow me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and you know by now. And uh don't forget this is a podcast. You can listen in your car. Because that's what you do with a podcast. You listen because the cars are cars are for you listen to podcasts in a car. Because you could listen to podcasts on your radio in your car. So don't forget you could do that. Or maybe you didn't even know we had a YouTube channel or an XOTV channel. Yeah, yeah. If you are already in your car, then don't forget you could watch the video on YouTube and XOTV. It's the other way around. All right, guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye.